You have a debt to pay. You've been captain of the Black Pearl for 13 years. That was our agreement. Technically, I was only captain for two years. Then I was viciously mutinied upon. Then you were a poor captain, but a captain nonetheless. Have you not introduced yourself all these years as Captain Jack Sparrow? <laughs> you best start believing in toy stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. You're listening to Action Figure Blues, episode 275, for the week of Wednesday, the 31st of May. I'm Eddie, and with me tonight are Ben and Adam. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff and ActionFigureBlues.com. On this episode, we have an unboxing of a package from Big Bad Toy Store, a Toy of the Week of the McFarlane Color Tops Gears of War 4 Cat Diaz, and a Toy History of Zizzle Toys Pirates of the Caribbean Line. Now, Hello guys and welcome to another Treasure Trove episode of Action Figure Blues. So uh, it is one of those weeks where we are split across the seven seas. Luckily though, uh, I was able to bring forth the pirate court, uh, gather and uh, manage to acquire some fellow shipmates on this episode. So while we're not interacting, you will be lucky enough to hear some voices other than my own coming through. We have the wonderful Adam uh, doing an unboxing, which is something that I always like. I, I never have the patience to get a box full of things all at once, but uh, they do make for great listening when someone uh, does do an unboxing. So it's always one of my favorite things, and I'm sure uh, Adam needs no excuse to open his toys and we have ben of course joining us for one of his patented toys of the week and oh, what a week it has been guys like pop culture's blowing up everywhere it feels like we're definitely in summer we've got movies hitting left right and center uh we got the topic for tonight pirates of the caribbean's just opened and doing Crazy box office worldwide. We got House of Cards dropping. We've had Twin Peaks return. Uh, as I record this, I'm hours away from going to my Wonder Woman screening. And judging by last week's episode, you can probably guess I'm excited for that one. Uh, we've got Cobb Fifi blowing up social media. It's just been a, a fairly crazy week all around. And that includes the world of toy collecting because something's in the water here in Australia. We have just been uh, seeing a huge explosion of uh, Marvel Legends 2-packs. We've got the Vulture and Spider-Man. We've got the uh, Parker Industries and MJ 2-pack. We've even had turning up, and I haven't heard of this turning up anywhere else in the world, which is quite 
rare because normally we get things last, but uh, even the Cyclops and Mary Jane two-pack uh, has been hitting our shelves. So it's been sending collectors going around all over. And... That's not even uh, the only parts. It's kind of been the main one that have uh, taken over a lot of the Australian uh, toy discussions, but you've also had the new Titans Returns Transformers stuff hitting at once and the 40th anniversary Star Wars figures in those vintage cases, both uh, Waves 1 and 2 hitting our shelves too, so it's a... <laughs> kind of exciting time to be at least a Hasbro uh, toy collector here in Australia. So things have been uh, going fairly nuts there on our toy shelves. I was actually did that very painful thing where I arrived home from work in my town. It was a little bit early and I had something on that night, so I was able to hit a few of the stores and I had a choice between a Target and a Big W and I chose the Target first and went through that, came out of that, went into the Big W and found out they had the new 40th anniversary Star Wars figures because a guy was walking the other way with them. Now, I was lucky enough still to find one Death Squad commander there on the shelves, but uh, no Tusken Raiders or Jawas <laughs> that I was after. Uh, that fellow collector had them in his hand uh, there. So that's always a bit of a shame when you find the thing that you're looking for, but it's another collector walking out the door uh, with them. So, But uh, hey, it's uh, part of the life that we lead. So uh, I won't bore you guys any longer. I'll chuck you over to Adam and you guys can enjoy his unboxing and I'll catch you towards the end of the episode. See you soon. You have my payment. One soul to serve on your ship is already over there. One soul is not equal to another. Aha! So we've established my proposal is sound in principle, now we're just haggling over price. Well, welcome back. This is Adam. I'm uh, here to do another toy unboxing tonight. I have uh, a couple packages. I have one that's a couple of um, figures, I think, from Hobbylink, and a few figures from Big Bad Toy Store. I can't remember what's in each package, so it's going to be a little bit of a surprise for me as well. Um, for those of you that are somewhat um, offended by cutting and carving noises, be prepared that boxes will be opened live. Um, there will be cutting noises, there will be rattling noises, all kinds of things for those that are not used to handling the, uh, the outer limits of what they, the human experience is in opening boxes. The other thing that goes with this um, is I will then have a bit of a look and grab one of these and discuss that toy as a toy review, as well as going through why each of these items arrived in a box. Um, in other words, why did I buy the toy in the first place? So without further ado, how about we start ripping in? So I'm starting on the um, Hobby Link box, which is done with standard kind of plastic tape. Just make a little there. Cut myself here. It's a good start. Alright. So, in this box, I have. Oh, here we go, tightly packed in there. I have two things. I have the uh, Pat Labor, so it's a, a Robot Spirits, which is a Bundai. Um, Tomashi Nations line, so the Robot Spirits side labour. So this is therefore a Pat Labor figure. It's the Shaft Enterprise Europe Type 7 Brocken. Now, this item... <clears throat> so this toy is um, one of the the 
non-police force mechs from Pat Labor. Um, looks like it comes with a couple of different guns. Obviously, the the robot itself looks like it comes with a traffic light set um, and like a, an Armco barrier. So this, um, I'm trying to remember. I have a feeling this is the the army, you know, uh, an army um, level mech that's um, designed for military purposes. And um, in the the anime and the manga, this robot essentially gets swiped or released early by um, Shaft Enterprises and handed over to criminals to to pre-program and, and find the limits on the the robot in combat with the police. Um, so, you know, it's it's not um, a friendly robot. It's quite sleek looking. Uh, it's nice and grey looking. So I think that'll be a good one to open up and have a bit of a review of at some point. Maybe tonight, maybe another time. So, yeah, that, that one's going to go in my Pat Labor display, which has now got two figures in it. Um, there's a few more coming. So I think that's just a, a nice one to have there as something to put the police labours against. So that's a good start there. I've also got... Uh, I think this would be the ooh, fourth wave of Dragon Ball um, Shoto Neo figures. So this set is um, Nappa, Goku in... Um, well, he's wearing a... A Kame Dojo Gi, so that'll be um, end of Dragon Ball slash start of Dragon Ball Z, so Saiyan Saga, and um, Saiyan Saga Vegeta. So that's uh, just the the main box there, which will have six figures in it. It's got um, some good art there of the figures on the front, just all three of them in kind of museum poses, um, the top in key attack kind of poses, and then on... Um, each side and the back, just uh, some nice attack slash martial arts poses. So that'll go well in my Shoto collection, and we'll get those out at some point and have a chat about them. Um, I'm quite happy to see that we're getting some older series figures, and we're not just focusing on Super and and late Dragon Ball Z, considering the last uh, set was um, Boo Saga. Before that, we've had... Um, a wave of Super slash uh, Resurrection of Freezer Saga stuff. And before that, we had... Uh, what did we have? Before that, we had... Um, I think we had the Super Saiyan Goku, Bardock, and Broly wave. So we've had kind of all over the joint, and we're starting to get back to, you know, some of the early Dragon Ball Z looks, which is good to have. Um, so I'm quite looking forward to opening those up and talking about them at some point. Move on to the Big Bad Toy Store box. Some more cutting to occur. Standard nice um, fabric-y type weave. Tape Big Bad use. Cut open both ends. Box open. Got the sand bubble wrap. So, we have the uh, second Pat Labor Ingram, so the AV98 Ingram second. We have the Sailor Moon, I think this is Sailor Moon Crystal um, figure. We have 
Super Saiyan 2 Son Gohan. So this is the um, battle damage look from Cell Games. We have <clears throat> Akane Tendo. So that's uh, a Ranma figure. We have the recolored uh, Perfect Cell. So the premium color edition of that. And that's the lot. So talk about each of these a little bit in detail. So let's start with the Dragon Ball Z figures. Um, it's the easiest ones to talk about. So Super Saiyan um, Son Gohan, clearly I'm just collecting these to, to get the full set. This one will go well with um, Premium Cell or, or, sorry, the Premium Color Cell or just the Standard Color Cell. So it's, um, it's on the new buck by the look of it. But I would have bought this just to round out the collection as well as it's a really cool looking figure. It's another battle damaged one, so you know, the, the clothes are all ripped and hanging apart. Um, you get a couple of different heads in it, you get a lot of different faces, it looks like it'll be doing a good job of um, putting together a bit of a, a scene and diorama. I really like the look of that one. So again, Dragon Ball Z being one of my favourite shows. The premium colour edition sell. So I'm not really sold on some of these premium colour editions. Um, in terms of the difference seems to be the premium colour is more about capturing the anime look versus the first version seems to be more the, the manga from look from uh, covers of manga and coloured pages. So, you know, while manga is typically black and white, you still do get the, the coloured pages every so often and that's where you get to find out the colour things are meant to be as well as on the covers of things. And so those are normally a bit more muted in colour, whereas an anime, it's kind of... Brighter and flashier. Um, having a look at this one, you know, I think I actually prefer in Cell the um, the manga colours. I think the the premium colour actually looks a little bit too bright and day glow for my liking. Um, but that'll be another good one to discuss. And this is another one that has um, a key blast effect. So I now have two of those, which actually means I could start doing clash attack or um, key clashes. Uh, if we look at the Pat Labor figure, so this is another Ingram. I'll actually open this further because it's coming in a brown uh, shipper. I typically don't keep the shipper boxes because, let's face it, they don't really look that great. And I don't think it really adds any value to anyone, so I've cracked it open again. So, there we go, a bit of ripping, that's okay. So this is, um, I think, the second Ingram unit, uh, AV-98 Ingram unit, that the Japanese Special Defense Force, I think is correct, um, so essentially the police force in Japan get during Pat Labor. Um, it'll go well. We now have a, a pairing in my display. We can set them up. Uh, so it's, it's largely the same from the first one. I don't think it comes with the little police car that the first one did, so the support vehicle. Um, I, based on the box size, it probably doesn't come with the same number of swap-out heads. Looks like it's got some different guns, so it's got like a, a big shotgun. Um, and obviously the the insignias and things on it indicate that this is Unit 2. So that'll be a good one to have for my uh, my kind of just starting Pat Labor collection. Um, and I'll look forward to seeing how that one turns out. Sailor Moon figure. So, again, Sailor Moon, it's a show and a manga series that I'm not big on, but I think some of the designs are really, really cool. Um, 
it's obviously one of those big properties uh, from a lot of people's childhood childhoods. Um, we're now into the point where, you know, they're making new episodes again. So this is from the Crystal series. It actually says Crystal Season 3. Um, so the looks look a little bit more updated. The design, uh, I think some of the paints look a bit better. And it actually looks a little bit, um, a little bit more like an adult face on this one. So she doesn't look like quite such a, a child, which is probably good for people that think Sailor Moon is a bit pervy all around. Um, so that'll obviously go on my Sailor Moon collection. And um, I'm going to have to start putting some more effort into that. But yeah, the, the changes on this, I think, you know, looks like the skirt might be, might be a bit different. Again, the paints, as I said, um, some of the overall design and dimensions look a bit different. The faces, and I think some of the hair work looks a bit different. So there's probably a lot of reuse on this, but there's probably a whole lot of um, new little details as well. So that's quite cool. Final item. Um, I've talked about Ranma One Half before. It's really one of those shows, or I prefer the manga, but it's one of those series where, you know, it's a lot of laughs and a lot of fun. It gets pretty serious at times, but for the most part, it's just a really good laugh. Um, so we've already had Ranma um, as boy type and girl type. We've also had Shampoo. Um, Akane is Ranma's first fiance that's introduced in the show. Uh, so it's good to have her. She's um, the daughter of the the dojo that Ranma lives at. So she uh, she gets involved in most activities that go on there. Um, she comes with her mallet, which is really more... Um, I'm trying to think how often it shows up in the manga. I don't think it shows up that often. It shows up a lot in the anime. She comes with her school bag. She comes with uh, a pichan, which um, for those that don't know and... Uh, may want to watch the, the show, just, like, mute this for about 20 seconds. Pichan is uh, Ryoga, so Ryoga's rocking up as one of the next figures, um, transformed into a pig through drowning in the curse of... or falling in the, the spring of drowned pig, uh, cursed spring of drowned pig. Um, so that one looks like it's a pretty good one as well. Having a look just from the box, I'm a little bit concerned about how poseable her legs will be, considering that her skirt seems to be a full single piece that goes the whole way around. Well, sorry, it's really the dress, but the skirt part of the dress. Um, so she may not be able to get a lot of movement out of her legs in terms of um, up, down, left, right. So that'll be an interesting, interesting one to look at as well. Um, so I think that's quite a good selection of figures. And if we take a short break, I will select one and do a quick review. In five, four, three. Well, welcome back, everyone. This is Adam again. I have gone through my collection of new toys and uh, have decided we should have a bit of a look at this Shaft Enterprises Europe Type 7 Brocken Robots, Robot Spirits figure. Go through a bit of a background on the, uh, the character slash robot again. So this is the... Um, West German military labour that is introduced by Shaft Enterprises. They decide to make them fight against the AV-98s that the Japanese police force are using, uh, with the reason being that they're, they're saying, you know, we have to develop um, the data cards in terms of the movesets and, and whatnot that go into the labour to make sure that it's actually fit for purpose. Uh, they don't have, 
anyone they can fight in a military sense at the time. So they they choose the AV-98s to fight against and hand these over to criminals with the condition that the, the data cards come back. In the series, they, they send, I think, three or four of these, so they show up uh, several times. Having a look at the, this particular uh, figure, so this was released in 2017. I got mine in 2017. This is a Bandai Tamashii Nations Robot Spirits line figure. Went for about $51, $52 US um, at release. So it's, it's getting a little bit pricey, but it's not too bad. Take a look at the packaging. This is kind of the standard um, Robot Spirits package in that it's not a window box. It's uh, a solid cardboard box thing. You can easily open it, take things out, and reseal it again if you need to. So the front has a, a nice kind of museum pose picture of the, the Brocken with uh, some guns included. One side has just a kind of more standard museum pose. Another side shows some posing, and the back shows posing with the different AV-98s and some of the accessories. So that's quite nice. Um, and the top of the box has the um, the shaft logo on top, which is kind of cool. quite like that. You open the box up, um, you'll find that you've got an instruction set, which shows how to use all the different bits and pieces, which is actually very handy because there's quite a few bits. Standard... Um, Bandai two-tray system here in terms of the figure, so you'll be able to repackage everything again, which is fantastic. The Brocken itself is uh, mostly a grey item. There's bits of green at the kind of um, shoulders and, and hips. There's bits of darker grey at uh, hands, feet, and other joints, so the paints are pretty cool. The head has... Um, a removable outer helm part to the to the head. And there's an inner sensor kind of ball area inside that, so it's quite cool there. The um, the neck is another double jointed thing. I think it might actually be even more segmented than some of the other ones. There's um, some excellent little detail, like some of the internal neck or the neck piston things that are there, and they move and rotate as well. So that's really cool. The um, the stacks or antennae, whatever they are on the back there, they rotate and move. They're articulated. Shoulders, um, the kind of shoulder pauldrons are um, separately articulated on top or articulated on top of the um, the actual shoulder joint. It's a, a double jointed shoulder area. We've got, um, I think, uh, double jointed elbows. The hand movement is a little bit restricted because of the the size of the Vambrous pieces, that's okay. The um, waist slash ab crunch is a little bit limited because of the the design of the chest. Um, they don't really have a lot of choice in that if they're going to be kind of accurate to the the design of this mech. The legs are double jointed at the knees, hips, and ankles are on. It's interesting. I'm not sure if that's a ball joint or what that is, but the ankles are quite flexible. Um, the foot itself, there's no articulation further in the foot past the ankle. But that's quite a good range of, of articulation there. Um, it's a really nice looking figure. So the paint's quite minimal, but effectively done. So, you know, the the little kind of 